So we've been discussing over the last few months here and there about artificial intelligence, AI, and how it could have an impact on the technology world. So it brings up the question, is the use of technology in our schools putting our students at risk? Well, one expert says it might, and she is here to talk with us now. Her name is Elizabeth Laird. She is the Director of Equity in Civic Technology for the Center for Democracy and Technology. She joins us now on the phone lines. Good morning, Elizabeth. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. So uh, you guys did a survey uh, talking to students and teachers about technology and AI and what is going on in the classroom. Uh, what did you guys find from this survey? So we found that schools are using an increasingly broad array of technologies, as you mentioned at the outset, and they're using these to help students learn as well as to keep them safe. But unfortunately, we found that we're seeing that some are actually interfering with students' education and even more are failing to keep them safe. So I'll just highlight three things that um, our research shows that we released today. The first is that almost every teacher we surveyed said that their school uses software that's supposed to restrict access to harmful online content. But three quarters of students say that it's gone too far and actually this technology is preventing them from completing school assignments and teachers agree. 88% of teachers say that their school monitors what students do online to keep them safe and this monitoring often happens through AI. And that of those teachers, four in 10 report that they know of a student who's been contacted by law enforcement because of this. And finally, as you mentioned, um, AI has taken the world by storm. Um, but half of the teachers that we surveyed so that they know of a student who's gotten in trouble for using it, when only a quarter of them have received guidance from their school on how to respond if they suspect a student of cheating. I find it very interesting that, going back to the very first thing you mentioned, how you know these schools all across North Carolina, all across the country, use technology to block, you know, they're, they're at first it was supposed to be like, hey, we're making sure the kids aren't spending all their time, you know, on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat. But with, you're saying with this technology, it's also blocking the opportunity for students to actually get work done. Exactly, exactly. And it even goes back further than that. Um, the origin of this technology begins in the early 2000s, and it was intended to prevent um, students accessing harmful content, like adult explicit content. Mm. And that's what most parents think is still happening. Um, but alongside conversations that are happening about banning books in school libraries, we find that schools have gone far beyond that. And one third of teachers say that their school is more likely to ban content associated with LGBTQ plus students or students of color. So it's effectively amounting to a digital book ban with parents having with parents not having any insight or or say in what their students are prevented from asking. Wow, I didn't even think about that uh, having that impact on on you know we, we hear about the the banned books, um, but the digital side of that. Did you guys hear from from teachers and students and get their thoughts on that specifically? Of of do they agree with that? Do they disagree with that? We did, um, and we found that there is consensus about blocking access to the adult explicit online content, so that's essentially pornography. They agree on that. Um, what we found outside of that, though, is that schools are blocking more content than what uh, teachers and parents and students are comfortable with. And in some cases, uh, teachers, and in fact, half of teachers said that just blocking is not only 
limiting students' opportunities to learn. It's also affecting their ability to grow as a person. Talk about uh, AI and technology and, and how it's affecting our kids in the schools. Elizabeth Laird from the Equity in Civic Technology. And, and let's let's talk more about AI because that is one of the big things in our world now here in 2023. How is that impacting or having an impact on our students? Because uh, your survey found out that uh, some students are getting in trouble for using AI when it comes to schoolwork. Yeah, they sure are. And and not all students are, are getting in trouble at the same rate. So I'll start with just some uh, basic information. So 58% of students who we surveyed said that they've used generative AI in the past. And students with disabilities are far more likely to use this technology than their peers. Um, at the same time, one third of teachers say that their school has actually banned the use of generative AI and fewer than half have received any substantive training on this. And so what we've seen this lead to unfortunately, um, is a perceived widespread use of generative AI that is actually leading to mistrust among teachers. So 62% of teachers said that generative AI has made them more distrustful of whether students' work is actually theirs, when only 19% of the students we surveyed um, acknowledge that they've used this technology to write and submit a paper. Um, And finally, we also find that this technology and the consequences associated with it play out differently depending on whether a student needs to use a school-issued device. So half of teachers say that students that use devices provided by the school are more likely to get in trouble or face negative consequences for using generative AI. Last question for you, Elizabeth. Uh, When it comes to all this technology in the classroom and and what is loud, what is not allowed, what should be allowed, what should not be allowed, and and I'm sure there are some parents listening right now and they're thinking, how can I help or what what should I do? What what should parents do or what can they do when it comes to their child and, and all this technology in the classroom for good and some for bad? Yeah. Well, I would start by saying, um, parents, if you are concerned about this, you are not alone. Our survey showed that there's been a 12 percentage point increase uh, among parents about the privacy of their child's data that's held by the school. And one in five teachers, excuse me, one in five parents reported that their school has notified them of a data breach. So we're actually seeing a number of things that are contributing to parents' increased concerns. Uh, but what I, want, what I would want your listeners to hear who are parents of children in K-12 schools is that they should not bear this burden alone, and schools need to do more. Um, so the types of questions that I would offer um, that parents could ask their schools are things like, how prepared are they for a data breach? Uh, what we talked about before, what type of content is filtered and blocked and why? Um, who gets student activity monitoring alerts outside of school hours? We find that law enforcement is heavily involved in this process. And finally, what guidance, especially as we enter the new school year, what guidance has the school provided to teachers about how their child can use generative AI and how should they respond so we don't find students getting in trouble uh, when they've uh, never had those expectations set for them. Elizabeth Laird, Director of Equity in Civic Technology for the Center for Democracy and Technology. Thank you so much uh, for this great insight and uh, being with us here on the WPTF Morning Show. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a good day.